Hey guys, I'm Lance. And I'm McKinley. And this is a special episode of Bikini Bottom Live. We'll be covering Season 1 Extravaganza Part 1, which includes Employee of the Month, SB129, and ARG. All from Season 1. And we're going to go ahead and dive into Employee of the Month. Are y'all ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! The episode starts with... um. SpongeBob and Squidward at the Krusty Krab, and um, there's no there's no customers or anything. So SpongeBob is kind of just hanging out with Squidward at the cash register, and it's like, "Hey Squidward, you know what day it is? Is it a Noy Squidward day? No, it's the day we get judged for the Employee of the Month award." And Squidward, you know, says like he doesn't care. He obviously doesn't care about the award, and SpongeBob has this huge wall of just his face for every single month. And Mr. Krabs comes in and tries to convince SpongeBob that he's, you know, messing with him, trying to convince that Squidward might win it this month. And SpongeBob basically just becomes a nervous wreck and starts trying really, really hard on everything. And so he, you know, trying to flip patties and keeps uh, messing it up. And then Squidward comes and uh, points out that he's just a nervous wreck because he thinks, SpongeBob thinks that Squidward might win the award. So, um, so Squidward says that if he really wanted that award, then he could he could win it. He just doesn't care. So SpongeBob pressures him. So he says, like he'll 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 actually try tomorrow and he'll win the award. So SpongeBob, uh, like, is basically looking at his wall of awards and they start talking to him. One's like a drill sergeant and and like amps him up. And so SpongeBob marches home and. And SpongeBob decides that he he's going to win the award no matter what. So he's he so he basically does like this kind of like Mission Impossible thing where he's about to break into Squidward's house. We see him sliding across the ground over to Squidward's house after spying on him through the window, and we have this really good slide whistle sound effect. He slides into Squidward's house and sneaks over to his bed where he's going to destroy his alarm clock so he can't wake up the next morning. But uh, he gets caught. Uh, try she tries to disguise as Squidward's pillow and uh, gets caught when Squidward uh, sees his arm sticking out of the pillowcase. So he starts destroying the alarm clock, and then uh, we see Squidward open a, a closet which is full of nothing but alarm clocks. And then SpongeBob keeps trying to break every single one, and then Squidward uh, then finally. I guess cracks and tells SpongeBob that he is going to win the award and uh, SpongeBob can't really do anything about it. So they start taunting each other and then they actually become extremely competitive. So they're both watching each other from each other's windows because they don't want the other one to escape and leave early or, you know, get actual sleep. So then they start, uh, you know, they're just watching each other and Squidward gets SpongeBob to fall asleep. And then uh, Squidward tries to escape and falls into a big hole SpongeBob's made. Uh, then Squidward escapes and nails SpongeBob into his house. So then we see both of them take, making a run for it for the Krusty Krab uh, to try and get there early to get things like chores done. So they keep setting these traps for each other, which keep getting more and more ridiculous, like trapping Squidward in a ship in a bottle or um, making SpongeBob into like a brick in the wall. And then it cuts to, uh, like morning because it's, it was nighttime this whole scene, but it skips to morning and, and Squidward is having to drag an entire ship that he's chained to and SpongeBob's tied to an anchor and is having to move himself backwards. 
So finally they both call a truce and they shake hands. Uh, but we hear their inner thoughts and they're both planning on making a run for it. So as soon as they stop shaking their hands, they both run towards the Krusty Krab. And since it's morning, uh, we see Mr. Krabs opening the doors and seeing uh, both of them run in. And they just knock him out of the way. <laughs> Boys, you're early. <laughs> and they, he, they run straight in and they start doing all these kinds of chores. They both look like you know, drug addicts. Their eyes are completely bloodshot and they're trying to do things clean as quickly tables, as possible. Mr. Krabs. Yeah. And then SpongeBob's like, it's more efficient to clean dishes this way. So he just throws all the all the broken dishes, dishes onto the floor and then mo- starts mopping them. No. So then they they run into the the kitchen and they start cooking Krabby Patties as fast as they can. They're both all, both of them have two spatulas and their arms are just flying. And then Krabby Patties just keep appearing and multiplying <laughs> until finally Mr. Krab is pinned against the wall by them. <laughs> and the entire Krusty Krab is completely full of them and starts bulging until it explodes. And finally the music calms down and we get the scene of the Krusty Krab just a wreck and Krabby Patties falling from the sky. Hey, free Krabby Patties! All right, Krabby Patties! And no, you got to pay for those! And we see the, the the empty, broken frame of the employee of the month, <laughs> Mr. Krabs' head sticking out, uh, going, No, the Krabby Patties! Boy, is the Krabby Patties! And then both the SpongeBob and Squidward's heads pop out too, and they go, "So who won the employee of the month, Mr. Krabs? Me, me, me!" Mr. Krabs is just worried about all the Krabby Patties that are being stolen, <laughs> and the, the episode uh, ends like that. I think this is a really good Squidward and SpongeBob episode. It's a a really good episode where they're both they're both the main stars of the episode. I mean, really, the only other person you see in the entire episode is uh, Mr. Krabs, but it's it's also a really good episode about. Like, you know, the service industry as well. Is Patrick in? No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but it's a, it's a really good episode about the service industry as well, where, you know, it's kind of two sides. It's more re- kind of relatable Squidward, where he obviously does not care about his job. He doesn't care about, you know, a, a meaningless award. Uh, while, while SpongeBob is putting his all into this, you know, dead-end job, it is kind of a like a good uh, representation of Sponge, the service industry. SpongeBob, if you've seen the, well, this is 2019, like the end of 2019, but there's a very uh, overplayed Domino's commercial, and it's like they have, yeah they have like carry out insurance now, where like if something happens to your, if you get your pizza wrong or you drop it, they'll come make a new one. Well, the whole point of the episode is like they actually care if they get the pizza wrong, so it's like this real stern lady and she's like we're gonna be expediting this order and then they make it really fast and then they just they just fly the house and it's like we heard you got your order wrong here's a new pizza it's like first off <laughs> no one at domino's no cares. one on earth is getting Their paid pizza might be good but they don't care no one on earth is getting paid at seven dollars and 25 cents an hour and gives a flying rip about your pizza being <laughs> like, wrong. We're going to be expediting this order. And then they, they just, they start running around. And, oh, oh, I'm going to make it fast. Oh, oh. And, and then no one cares. No one. Because on you th- forgot some mushrooms. <laughs> My drink? My diet, Dr. Kell? It, yeah, but like the people in the commercial, I guess they called and been like, hey, my pizza is wrong. And usually it's like, oh, okay. Okay, click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that sounds like a real shame for you. Click. What am I supposed to do about it? 
Like, you can come up here, we'll give you another one. Nope. <laughs> See, that's how it usually is. Like, you, you have to go make the effort. Yeah. Like, oh, no, let us, because we care. Well, see, that's the thing. Domino- we don't have time to replace every piece. See, though. Domino's is, is just trying to be the next, you know, Chick-fil-A. They're being the Chick-fil-A yeah, of pizza. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to be like, oh, Which we're, fine. we're not like a traditional fast food place. We, we actually care. And you know, maybe they can. We scare because we can. Maybe maybe they can start by paying their employees a little bit more. Right. That will that will change a lot. Just, everyone in that Domino's in this commercial acts like they're on a submarine. <laughs> like submerge, die, die. submerge, submerge. It's everyone's a little bit too involved. Like, okay, look, can we see the real Domino's employees? <laughs> Where they go outside and chain smoke every thirty minutes? Yeah. Like they're smoking vape, cigarette, and, and, and weed at the same time. And then they like <laughs> like that. Squidward is like the the real uh, fast food employee. Like especially because he's older than SpongeBob. He's like the world. I've given up on the he's, world. Yeah, he just he's Which there. I worked with a lot of people. He's like there because he doesn't want to get fired. It's in the source of income. But he's figured out like. How much effort he actually can give, and he gives the, exactly yeah, that much. he gives the absolute <laughs> absolute minimum amount of required effort, and then SpongeBob goes out of his way for less pay than Squidward probably, and he and like because like making Krabby Patties at minimum wage or lower is his his, his dream. dream, yeah, and it's like the Employee of the Month award, which a lot of. A lot of employers try to give some kind of incentive, like a little award yeah. or something, but it really is a pointless award. You're trying harder for no actual benefit. <laughs> I mean, if it's towards a pay raise or promotion. Or it never is. Right. Because SpongeBob's never going to... I mean, he does... Um, <clears throat> he does get uh, manager of Krusty Krab 2 at the very end of yeah, the SpongeBob yeah, yeah. movie, but as far as the entire the entirety of the series... He's never going to get a promotion. What promotion is there? Right. There's, like, he becomes the manager. Fry cook, and cashier, register, and that's... Owner or manager. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. He becomes the manager, but manager of what? Squidward? He's the only other employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah, the Krusty Krab has a very set, like, bar. Like, there's no... here. Or oh, here. here. You know, there's no moving up because there's no other <laughs> positions. <laughs> Which a lot of a lot of places are like but, that as well. So, so by the and we're not even at the very end of season one, but SpongeBob's already been the Krusty Krab for twenty six months. Yeah, which is uh, which uh, I will point out. Um, there's actually forty six pictures of him on the wall. So I mean, obviously, I'll, I wouldn't expect the the animators to make it exact, but it is weird that they put more than what he said. Since you would think they. If they didn't want to have to draw all those many different times, they would have made it less. Well, also, usually the dialogue is recorded before the episode. Yeah, so but it's also it's also possible that they were just reading the storyboard and there wasn't an exact number given, so they just made enough to fill up the wall. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it's a it's a really good episode about both you know the uh SpongeBob and Squidward, which are the you know, the two powerhouse characters of the entire series, but also like another good episode about the service industry, which is one of the biggest reasons why this show is still so popular because it very much and, speaks and it's to its current audience. You can get lost in 
the competition. Yeah, like you completely you like, you completely lose sight of what you were actually trying to win, and you yeah. just get caught up in I have to they, beat other person. Yeah, they completely destroy the Krusty Krab and everything just because they want to outcompete the other person. Which you know, the whole point of the contest is just to be a better employee. Okay, let's do our favorite quotes and moments. Uh, my favorite uh, moment is probably when. Uh, when Squidward's trying to talk to SpongeBob, but he flings the patty into the the fan, and it just blows it into his face. That award is a bunch of baloney. That's probably my favorite moment. As far as my favorite quote, it's probably when um, uh, Squidward's trying to step on his hat, and it just break basically breaks his foot. And SpongeBob reveals he has a brick of lead in his hat, and he says, "A seasoned employee of the month always keeps a brick of lead in his hat because it <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense with or without context." Uh, my favorite quotes and moments are in the same little package. Um, it's when uh, SpongeBob's in Squidward's uh, bedroom, and Squidward's like, "I could win that award with my tentacles tied." And he goes, "That can be arranged." He goes, "You're a lunatic, SpongeBob." Maybe so. <laughs> Okay, that was Employee of the Month, and now we're going to go to SB129. The episode starts off with the uh, narrator, and he's talking about uh, Squidward playing his clarinet. And Squidward's like, I think I'm going to treat Simba King Bottom to some real music. And uh, then as soon as he starts playing, SpongeBob's uh, foghorn alarm goes off, and it blows Squidward's clarinet down his throat. <laughs> so now, so now, uh, SpongeBob is, uh, is asking, uh, Hey, we're going to go jellyfishing. You want to go? And, and all Squidward, only thing he can speak is clarinet. Cause it's in his throat. <laughs> yeah. All you hear is like these, you know, like kind of sounds like, like, like yeah. and he's like, great. <laughs> and like, uh, uh, come out when you're ready. And, and so SpongeBob and Patrick are at the door, and he finally gets it out of his throat, and he knocks. He goes, "I wonder who that could be." <laughs> and he opens the door, and they go, "Oh, are you ready to go?" No, I'm not uh, ready to go. <laughs> and just slams the door, and they, like five seconds. Not yeah, they, knock. they they just keep keep it's knocking. A gag. Like yeah, it's keep... a gag. They he, he they keep knocking, and he opens in front of go. Ready? No, we'll close it. Opens it again. Ready? No. And they like it's almost like Looney Tunes. He they yeah, kept, yeah. he just kept repeating that until finally he, he opens it and then they're no longer there. And he but he just keeps slamming it and then they walk up behind him like <laughs> yeah. they just teleport it into his own house and walk up behind him and go, uh, ready to go? No, I'm not ready to go. And he walks out of the he walks outside of his house. It slams the door. And then, then he has to knock on his own door for them to open it. And then they go, "Are you ready now?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. And then Sutter says, "Shouldn't you be at work today?" Which doesn't really make too much sense because they both are the only two employees. So if SpongeBob's working, so is Squidward. But he says, "Shouldn't right. you be at work today?" He said, "I'd love to be at work." The Krusty Krab is closed on Sunday. 
and Squidward has like that, like his eyes get big and he like <laughs> light bulb kind of thing. He's like, I'll be right back. So he sneaks off to the Krusty Krab. So he, he's, he's like, he's going to play his clarinet in there because there's no one in there. And then he hears SpongeBob and Patrick coming up the road. Which they, I guess they just went looking for him for some reason. I guess reason. they heard his clarinet. And yeah. Then, so he goes and hides in the freezer and uh, they don't see him. So they, they go they go off to the jellyfish fields thinking he's already headed that way. And he's like, finally, some alone time. And then he discovers he's locked himself in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, someone will come looking for me. I'll be out of here <laughs> in no time. 2,000 years later. <laughs> yeah. Which but- is like... First off, Spongebob goes to, you know he goes to the freezer well, at least once I think, a day. I think you need to ignore that fact for the sake of the joke. <laughs> but the, the whole joke was like, someone will come looking for me 2,000 yeah, years. Yeah, the whole so, joke is nobody cares. And then, yeah, they didn't even notice Squidward was gone for yeah, 2,000 years. Yeah, so it, it, it skips ahead and, uh, yeah. The only reason just, that he gets discovered is because the hinges the of hinges the, on the door break because they're, they're, they're rusty. rusty and yeah. then... Yeah, he, the door falls open. He's like frozen to the door because he had his face against it, and it falls so down. Full Captain America, here. and we we see like Sponge it's SpongeBob, but he doesn't have legs. It's just rockets. <laughs> Everything's he, chrome. Yeah, and he fly. He flies. He flies over and sees him. Goes, "Holy Krabby Patties! A frozen cephalopod!" And then he pulls out a hammer and acts like he's about to. You know, break the eyes, <laughs> but instead it turns into a laser, and he just melts the eyes. And and Scrooge goes, "I'll be out of here in no time." He goes, "Greetings, primitive." He's like, "SpongeBob, SpongeBob, no, I am SpongeTron. Welcome to the future." <laughs> what? Welcome to the future. And Squitter starts looking and goes, "Future? What? What?" He, like looking around, trying to make sense and of everything. Going, yeah, because what, it's what's going on here? Why is everything? Chrome. Everything is chrome in the future. And Squidward. Here's a great gag. So he runs to the window. He's like, he's lying. And then everything outside is chrome. The whole sea has been chromified. And then a little uh, sea anemone sprouts up. And it's normal. And the guy drives up in a truck. And he spray paints it chrome. <laughs> and he drives off. And he's like, he's right. <laughs> yeah. And then, then when Squidward turns around. There's now multiple SpongeBob's, and, and he goes, "Of course I'm right, Squidward. Just ask my clones, SpongeTron's X, Y, and Z." And Squidward goes, "Are there any others of the la- alphabet involved here?" And SpongeBob goes, "Sure, all 486 of them." <laughs> and Squidward, Squidward just completely goes blank. And melt has a meltdown. And gets, and gets yeah, gets down onto the ground. Which, this is a really famous. Thing. Yeah, he gets down on the ground into like a fetal position. And like starts doing like crunches, going future, <laughs> future. Like he has a complete mental breakdown. So so SpongeBob like pulls I love up. how the alphabets ended up with more letters. It's like did did China did, like, take did, over? Like all of the languages just merge. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah so SpongeBob like has a robotic arm come out of his hat and just drop a brick on Squidward's like forehead. <laughs> And that you know, not that knocks him out of it. And he goes, "Thanks." Now listen, all of you. I don't belong here. This is all a mistake. And all of the uh, SpongeBob clones go jellyfishing. And then we see this like huge, like 
reality. Z green explosion. Yeah, and then a two-headed Patrick pops up and goes, <laughs> Did somebody say jellyfishing? Hi, Patron. And Squidward is just completely over it at this point. <laughs> he says, I've got to get home to my own time period. He says, why don't you just ask? The time machine is down the hall to the left. <laughs> and Squidward sort of just pauses for a second, runs over and opens the door and like uh, laughs a little bit and walks in. And all he hears is this horrible, horrible noise. Like, yeah, and then he, he walks back out and he's just like... He's been shredded. Yeah, he's just shredded, and he looks like a, a like a coiled vegetable that's yeah. been peeled. Mm-hmm. And Spongebob goes, oops, that was the can opener. I tried <laughs> the one on the right. And, and Squidward walks in, and the, the time machine is just like this little room. A very tacky elevator. Yeah, basically. it looks like a like a very tacky like elevator in a casino. Has, yeah, yeah, it's like a casino wallpaper. Yeah, the whole thing is like based off of like a casino. Um because the the slot machine part later too, right? Yeah, right, right. but yeah, it has these like I green. Think about that. It has yeah, like this like green floor and it's like pink striped wallpaper, pink striped wallpaper, green carpet, and, and like this uh, old timey chandelier. Yeah, it looks really <laughs> ugly. It looks yeah. look like anything you've ever seen in SpongeBob before. Yeah, and he and Squidward walks in and goes, "Well, I wouldn't have chosen this interior." <laughs> and, he, and he walks up to the he walks up to the only con- the only thing on the wall, which is a little. With a little lever. It has three settings. Three settings. Present, future, past. (laughs) You can't choose the time. Yeah, he says, well, if SpongeBob exists in the future, I better go to the past. And he he turns the lever down. Yeah, and you hear this siren going off. And we see the uh, SpongeBob, SpongeTron waving. And then the, the, the whole time machine just rips itself out of the yeah. out of the wall and we we have this graphic of it flying through like a wormhole uh and then we see a we see a big you know like green explosion thing and now we see like a super primitive sea floor it's, you know, completely different art style it's yeah it's it's almost drawn and painted like um maybe like like a uh maybe like a geology book yeah i got that like this looks like like a like a historical document. Yeah, it's like if you ever artist like yeah, if you ever looked in like your like a science book on the page where it's supposed to be like an artist representation yeah. of like they literally primitive, just did that. Yeah, primitive sea life, especially like the um uh those little uh, pod things. Can't remember what they're called, but like almost yeah. almost any illustration of that, that's what the art style has changed to, and it's it's, it's pretty perfect too. Yeah, because well. it, because it, it's almost like subliminal. You're like, oh, that, yeah. Yes, it's, this is supposed to be really old. Yeah, because like if they just did, it wouldn't work with the modern SpongeBob. Yeah, style. which is really bright and and everything. Yeah, but, it's uh, really dark. Yeah, so uh, so Squidward steps out, and we see we we hear like all these weird noises. The soundscape is also completely different. Yeah, these, it's, it's very scary. Yeah, we hear all these weird noises, Eer- like like whale eerie, sounds. Eerie, yeah, eerie thing. and he goes, "Wow, primitive, kind of has an old world charm." And then like a snake thing just goes right by his face <laughs> and goes. Well, I guess it's before manners were invented. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, maybe now I can be finally alone. Like Which clarinet. is probably the only sea snake ever. Well, it was probably just, it's probably, it's, I mean, I'm assuming it's based off of a real um, animal. But, it, but like, we have eels and stuff. Well, yeah, but it, was, it might have been like a, a common ancestor or something. Yeah, but still, it, it just looks like a sea snake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's about to play his clarinet and he hears like some rustling of like leaves and he turns around and we see like just a silhouette dash by and goes what 
And we hear like the these, music's like, very tribal. Yeah, the music is very tribal, but very like tense. We just hear, and it's re- like amazing sound work <laughs> just for this one little <laughs> one little scene to build tension for a few seconds. But we keep seeing, uh, he keeps hearing these noises and you know, flipping it his has, head around. It has, um, not really Indiana Jones, but um, kind of like Legends of the Hidden Temple or. Um, um, there's also there's something where it's like I'm sure I'm sure it's an old movie I can't think of the name but it's like they're they're in like the Congo or something and they know they're being like hunted or watched and it's it's like yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of based off it's of very like, creepy yeah but he keeps <laughs> kind looking. of like the predator that's what I'm thinking maybe of. but um. He keeps spinning around, and we keep seeing more and more of the silhouette. Yeah. And we finally realize that the silhouettes are of SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, finally, he uh, uh, looks over, and it's SpongeBob, but it's a like a caveman version of SpongeBob yeah. who jumps out. He has and, like a monkey mouth. Yeah, his like jaw is like enlarged and sticks out, and he's wearing only a loincloth. Just imagine SpongeBob wearing like. But he's he's put on like a pun of the eight's mouth, and that's really all they've done to him. Yeah, he 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 goes up and he just like pulls Squidward's arm and starts like sniffing it. And, uh, yeah, but they don't speak; they only go ah, yeah, ooh, ah. yeah. Squidward uh, and we uh, then Squidward uh, has like this breath just go over his neck. We hear. <laughs> And it's Patrick, but Patrick is like part gorilla. Yeah, he turns around and Patrick's literally breathing down his neck, and he has this huge, huge mouth, huge mouthful of like almost like um, a mix between like you know human and like uh, gorilla like, teeth, yeah. but like it's like King Kong. Yeah, 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 it's like several like sharp, you know, huge. He looks, he just looks like Patrick. If Patrick was a gorilla, yeah, if Patrick was like trying to be a gorilla. <laughs> it, that's what he looked like. <sighs> Uh, but, uh, hi there. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes, "Well, I better be going now." And um, they both start just <laughs> like pulling on like his arms and and things. And he's just standing there because I guess he he knows he can't really do anything or fight back. But but um, Patrick goes, <gasps> and he starts beating yeah, on the ground. Kills me. Yeah, because he just he just he, stops and starts screaming. He's literally just like watching a monkey. Yeah, and he just. Yeah, for like seemingly no reason, he just stops and starts screaming and beating on the ground. He goes, what, is it time for your flea bath now? And then a jellyfish, a jellyfish uh, flies up and goes, uh, and they both are terrified of it. He goes, oh, it's just a little jellyfish. And uh, SpongeBob and uh, Patrick are just completely losing their mind, like just screaming and barking Which like dogs. It's really not SpongeBob and Patrick, but well, we'll just call them that. It's just much easier to call them that. Yeah. Which technically it would be Sponge Tar and Patar, but, but that's think, from a completely I different think version. Up and Sponge Gar and Patar yeah. are like in between. They're like in well, yeah, between. they're a little bit more civilized. Yeah, because they have houses. They're like they're like Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. they're not that civilized. Yeah, but you know, you know what I mean. Like the Stone there's, Age. There's these. Yeah, there's Sponge Gar, and then there's SpongeBob. Yeah, these like, these, these are, are the first. Yeah, versions. these are almost like neanderthals like yeah. they don't have houses they're just you know hunter gatherers i don't think they have a conscious yeah they're just hunter gatherers <laughs> but like yeah like in the in the, the um spongebob bc it's spongebob and patar and they're more like 
And they've discovered ca- five. Yeah, they're almost like actual cavemen. They're still kind of intelligent. They, they have, have a houses. language. Yeah. <laughs> That's but um, it's it's. <laughs> I think we're thinking about this a little bit too hard. But so then uh, Squidward starts. Uh, he walks away. He said, "Well, maybe I can finally, you know, play my clarinet." And every time he takes a huge breath and is about to play, we just hear these guttural screams from SpongeBob <laughs> and Patrick. Like he's you know breathing. And so, so Squidward, Squidward gets annoyed, gets up and walks back over to them. And now they are holding the jellyfish in their hands and they're, then they're having it sting themselves. Yeah, they keep passing it to each other. And then letting it sting themselves. Which, I mean, I've seen people do this with like hand shockers or, or, you know, tasers. Yeah. And it's like, and they pass it to their friend. Yeah, but um, it's what basically he goes. What are you simpletons doing? You're supposed to catch them, not torture yourselves <laughs> with them. And they're going, huh? And he goes, "Give me those loincloths." And so you think they're gonna rip them off, and there's not gonna be a yeah. But off. instead, they like peel off a layer as if it's like <laughs> like multi layer toilet like, paper. They look like sticky notes. And SpongeBob's is brown, and Patrick's is yellow. Which um, it makes sense that SpongeBob's was brown because it's supposed to be like his his pants, but. We're uh, we're wondering why Patrick wasn't green to match his pants. I mean, if you're going with contrast, the yellow does pop more. Yeah, I guess that's the the main reason because the brown does contrast well with uh, SpongeBob. But um, he he takes their loincloths, turns around, and you know, like just flies his hands around, turns around, and he's made very like tiny, simple jellyfish nets mm. out of I guess bamboo. Bamboo he's pulled out of nowhere and. The loincloth. Or the net part. Yeah, and he, he gives it to them, and they stick it, like, they balance it above their, like, <laughs> they, lips, and they go, <laughs> like, like monkeys do. Monkeys do that all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> he just, you know, like, uh, face, face, palm. face palms, and he grabs them and goes, no, you're supposed to catch them, like this. And he just, you know, swings and gets the jellyfish in the um, the net. It's called jellyfishing. And they get the nets, and they're, like, really excited, and then the, uh. The jellyfish uh, flies out and they start chasing it, like walking, walking like on their uh, knees and knuckles, like, like monkeys do. Yep. So they, <coughs> so they start chasing after it, and Switter goes back and goes, and he's, you know, finally, like I can, I can play the the clarinet finally. So he he starts playing, and he actually gets to play it this time, but it cuts back over to SpongeBob and Patrick, and they just they hear it. And they just go completely berserk. They go wild. Like, yeah. It just, they just it turn starts, something on in their brain. Yeah. And they just start screaming. And they, like, make these horrible, like, terrifying faces. It's like baboons. Yeah. It's a lot like angry baboons. If, you, if you've ever seen an angry baboon, that's the most terrifying yes. thing. Have you ever seen the mis- episode of Mr. Me where baboons take over? That's but, a terrifying episode. Which that whole show was terrifying. Yeah. But, I didn't um, get off on the Mr. Me, but baboons Mr. are... Mr. Me. Hashtag baboons are evil. <laughs> anyway, um, so so Squidward uh, makes a beeline straight for the time machine uh, and runs in, and uh, he slams the door behind them, and they're both like beating on the time machine, <laughs> yeah. trying to get in. Which it's, it reminds me a lot of um, uh, Time Machine, the uh, the book. Yeah, that's the movie. probably what it's that. It's a reference to the uh, oh, what is their names? The blue people. I can't remember their names, but um, oh, it's that it's that old. Um, 
It's well, H.G. Wells, the time machine. Yeah, and yeah, where he there's like those weird blue monkey people. Because he goes way off into the future. Yeah. For some reason, only blonde white people have survived. But yeah, and there's and, these blue, the, blue monkey these blue people, people that eat them. Eat them. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, and you should definitely read it. Or watch the 60s movie. Yeah, watch the uh, the movie. But um, the yeah, 60s, it's, not it's, the it's a lot like that, where he's trying to escape the blue people, and they're like attacking the time yeah, machine. Yeah, it's just like, I didn't think about that. That's probably, that's a reference. It's, it's possible. To, it's possible. But um. Yeah, so uh, so Squidward runs up and goes, "Just get me out of here!" And he just starts slamming the lever up and down, and finally it breaks off. And he goes, "Uh oh!" And where it says, "This part is great," where it says, um, before where it said like uh, <clears throat> past, it starts spinning like a uh, like a slot machine, yeah. and he goes, "Lemon, lemon," and then like a uh, like uh, something else, like one of the other fruits. And he goes, "Loser!" And then the t- the time machine disappears. But then we see it go through that wormhole again, but then... Reality starts breaking. Yeah, it just starts, like, compressing the time machine into, like, a two-dimensional plane. Well, and then it starts phasing, and Squidward, <laughs> he's feeling it, he's going, oh, yeah, and God. Like the, yeah, and the, like this, <laughs> the, like the, uh, everything just starts warping. It looks like an bending. 80s music video. Yeah, but then, like, we also see, like, all this stuff fly around, like equations then it, becomes, then it becomes like twilight zone oh, yeah he he um like the beginning of it That's yeah where all the like. stuff's flying around but then yeah the time machine just starts compressing into like a two-dimensional plane and then it just cuts to this pure white and squidward is there squidward's normal but everything else yeah is completely white except for these these different colored, these different colored uh, uh, rhombuses up and in the like sky. discs, yeah, like uh, squares. Which, it's almost like that book Flatlands. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a lot like Flatlands. Yeah. It's it's like he got almost transported to like a two dimensional uh, universe. But he is he still is still three D. Yeah, which is it's, almost, it's very weird. Like in the, the the like the uh, the point of like flatlands is to get people to think about how how different how a dimensions four work. dimensional yeah. being would exist in our three dimensional world. Yeah, so it's a three dimensional person. So and Squidward, a two-dimensional. Squidward right now is basically like <laughs> he's like a he's like a like a god. Yeah, or or he or he's or he's just trapped. Yeah, like, but he he walks up and he goes. Everything's flat. He doesn't know what anything is. Yeah, and nothing yeah. has an end to it. It's like this. This this almost like the uh, the Phantom Zone or yeah. the Void or but he he walks around and he hears these just weird voices and like on the cusp of his hearing and then he like yeah. he sees the tile like the little rhombuses or the tiles on the ground and he picks one up like tilts it up but then it starts lifting itself and then fades out of existence goes yeah but he he starts looking around and goes. He's not here. It's the most no abstract, sp- surreal thing SpongeBob's yes. probably ever done. Yes, but he starts looking around and goes, No more SpongeBob. I can finally be in a place where I'm all. And the camera like zooms out and goes, Alone. And then all these voices start cutting in, going, Alone, alone, alone. <laughs> yeah. And alone. then these, these uh, stylized words kind of like looks, speech bubbles. It kind of looks like. Schoolhouse Rock a little bit. Yeah. And, and yeah. And they all start popping alone. up going, alone, alone, alone. And then, and then, and then like, yeah, then it zooms out a little bit, goes, alone, alone, alone. And it zooms up even further, showing just how empty this dimension is. Goes, alone, alone, alone. And Squidward, and Squidward loses com- his mind. Squidward completely breaks down. He just starts running as fast as he can in one direction, but he keeps just looping back to the same and spot. And this part looks like, if you've ever seen 
um, I think it might be George Lucas's first film, uh, THX1138. It's where you get the name THX from, I think. Uh, there's like a prison and it's like this huge white room where you can't see the edges. It's supposed to keep you from like, like people run and they just end up on the other side. It reminded me a lot of that. Like I'm sure it's yeah, been done other but, times. Uh, but. Yeah. So he, but he stops running and goes, where's the time machine? Where's anything? And he starts jumping up and down and st- stomping on the ground and goes, where, where, where? <laughs> and then he breaks through the ground and lands in the time machine like, also doesn't make sense. Which, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like the time machine was compressed into a two-dimensional space. But then once he broke through the top, he went back into a three-dimensional oh, three-dimensional um, yeah, plane. Sense. A little bit. A little bit. I think <laughs> we might be thinking it's a little to too be hard. Abstract. Yeah. But anyway, but he goes, he goes, I miss, uh, he starts, I want to go home. Yeah. I want to go, go home. home. And he starts beating on the wall. He goes, I miss, I miss Bikini Bottom. I miss my Easter Island head. I even miss SpongeBob, and then the time machine like goes the starts um, going uh, forward again, uh, and then it appears right in front of his house, and SpongeBob and Patrick are just standing there, and they see it appear. They don't, you know, they don't question. They don't acknowledge that Squidward's. Been, <laughs> he really wasn't gone for long. Yeah, but he but. he he just appears in this you know thing that pops up, and he jumps out and goes SpongeBob Patrick. And, uh, you don't know how happy I am to see you. Does that mean you want to go jellyfishing? <laughs> He's like, no. What? Who's the barnacle head who invented <laughs> that game anyway? And they pause and go, you are Squidward. And he gets like this look on his face. goes, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back fast. <laughs> like, SpongeBob and Patrick don't even acknowledge that. He just appeared. That Squidward invented jellyfishing somehow. Like, <laughs> that's the funny part. Like. He's chained to the past, but it doesn't even matter. <laughs> he still lives in the same home, and and also, I'm not. We're not going to get into time travel paradoxes, but Squidward would run into his past self. Which, did. again, the episode ends without acknowledging any of that because you're not supposed right. to. It think pulled about the end game where it's like, oh, let's ignore him. Just, just don't think about <laughs> it. But also the um the whole the whole the whole concept of the time machine is. Just a gag. Well, it's pretty hilarious. It's also, I think it's also a gag in regular show where the, they they're in that contest and they're frozen and they're in the future and they're and they're trying to they're like we gotta get rid of the past. And it's like we can't get rid of the past. And he's like, we're in the time machine. We're in the future, bro. Everyone's got a time machine, <laughs> and the museum, of course, has a time yeah. machine just so they can the people in the museum can go back to when the contest started. Yeah, he's like, I told you, we're in the future. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah. There's just a time machine in the future, Krusty Krab. Which it's again, it, don't think about it too hard. But it doesn't make any sense for the, there's Nothing a be, makes to be a dedicated episode. to be a dedicated time machine room, but had, that has clearly never been used because when he uses it, it completely rips itself out of the wall. Yeah, and then it looks like a weird casino elevator, <laughs> and everything's chrome. It's, makes the, no the whole sense. the whole episode is definitely a, a trip. It's, it's yeah, it's like it's like an it's odyssey. A, it's a very very weird dream. It's almost like a, it feels very much like Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's 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 very out uh, very out there. Definitely one of the more abstract. Episodes. It is a great episode, and it, it, I think the only they, uh, they, they used these different time periods and scenarios to to do different 
uh, artistic things. Yeah. But uh, it's also definitely probably one of the most abstract episodes. Maybe the old, definitely surreal. Yeah, definitely the most surreal. But one of the ones, the only one that I could probably um, compare to as far as uh, abstract or just you know out there is the uh, the sleepy time episode where SpongeBob enters other people's dreams and he sees like just all these weird things like Patrick. But the, the art style doesn't change. Well, no, the art style doesn't dip, is it? But like Patrick's on the little seahorse thing and he's in a completely empty white now, space. Now, uh, uh, the Flying Dutchman's Black Magic is pretty surreal. That is also a very surreal because episode. Because he sends Squidward into this like, like zipper dimension. state yeah. where he just falls forever and yeah. everything is painted horribly <laughs> and scary. And yeah, and they have to go through the Perfume department. I think there's a lot of different possible cultural references or just references in general that people haven't really noticed just because it's a little bit too much of a stretch. SpongeBob was made by like people in their 30s and their 40s who were very, very um, in the mid 90s. Well, yeah, and they're also it was also people who were very, very like culturally aware yeah because they worked on Rocco too yeah like they, they they knew a lot of art history and culture so you gotta you gotta know like pop culture from like the 60s and the 70s and yeah. the 80s like because like Davy Jones one one point shows up as Davy Jones yeah if you've never seen the monkeys you, you don't know you who have, Davy Jones yeah, is yeah that, that's just a random old person that pops to us Davy me. Jones is the squid guy from Pirates of the Caribbean yeah not an actual person who sings yeah <laughs> like it's, you gotta know everything <laughs> which that's one of the reasons why Spongebob has always attracted a very large like a broad Adults age group Adults sit down and watch it with their kids because yeah. it's like hey that's for me they, they get that it's not All just now but well, yeah it's not just a bunch of just pure you know visual or slapstick it's something that an adult could laugh right. at. Right. Like Nosferatu. Like the first Dracula? Yeah, who... What? Yeah, what kid understood who that? Who got that? No, there's... Besides a film buff. There's definitely a, there's definitely <laughs> a whole generation of kids that learned of Nosferatu through Spongebob. Right. Yeah, there's... You, you, you've got to... You've got... It's almost like Jeopardy. You've got to know a lot of everything. Yeah, which you don't have to to, to understand it. or enjoy yeah. the show. It's just that you... It definitely... Like, you can rewatch Spongebob years later, and you'll catch things you didn't when you were a kid. This this episode, I think it's got tons... I mean, obviously, there's inspirations. Those aren't references. Yeah, but you can just get so much just from what, you know, you do see. But, like, we were talking about... We pretty sure H. G. Wells is the time machine inspired this. Yeah, and, and Flatlands and yeah. probably Back to the Future. Well, yeah, and, and the, the whole future scene. Um, I guarantee you, there's references to it, some other things there this, that we might not have picked up Chuck on. Chuck Jones used to say this. It's like if you want to make cartoons, you need to watch real people, and you also need to read. So you don't you don't need to just watch TV and movies. Yeah, you need to pull from everything. And clearly, they're not the people who made SpongeBob. Obviously, we're talking about the original three seasons in the movie. They were culturally diverse. Yeah, so that doesn't mean you just watch TV and movies. That means you read. Yeah, they were very. Like, they very clearly were very well read and knew a lot of different media and mediums. Yeah, because you because you're limiting yourself if you're only watching what everybody else has made. Yeah, if you're just watching, you know, whatever's on TV or the newest movie, you're going to miss out on so much. 
Because there's there's books too that that can't really be adapted to movies no. and TV, but you can use that as a like uh like like they do. Look, we're pretty sure that the this void is based off that book. The yeah, the there's no way you can make a book like a movie based off of no, that. No, it's, 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 it's about well, it's, it's just such an theoretical. Abs- yeah, abs- it's an action. abstract concept that literally cannot yeah. be represented on like a visual way. And also, <clears throat> as far as like the pirate stuff, like. The Flying Dutchman. This is before we had, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They were going off of old books, like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and um, old, like, like I guess uh, there's tons of old ghost stories and stuff. But like, and like, um, and the music in SpongeBob's also heavily inspired by what the people who made it grew up with. That's why yeah. there's a lot of 60s well, that's the, and 70s That's stuff the biggest on. thing in general with Spongebob is that it makes cultural references, but it's not like what most people think of nowadays when they think of a cultural Which reference. Which like 80s stuff. Well, or no, they'll think of something that's only referencing either what is currently popular right. but, or what is currently popular, even if it's something that's older but it's still popular. With Spongebob, it literally just references whatever it wants to, and it's usually something over... 20 years old at the time of its own release. Yeah, so yeah. something from like the 70s <laughs> or, or older. <laughs> yeah. So because it, it's not like SpongeBob was referencing things that came out, you know, at the same time as it or in the 90s. It was always referencing things that were many decades before it. Well, and like Merman Man and Barnacle Boy, we're pretty sure they're based off of Adam West. Yeah, they're Lord. based off of, yeah, they're based off of the original 60s Batman series. So instead of doing our favorite quotes and moments, we've decided to do our favorite sequence, and we both agree that it is the um, dimension of the void. That's what we're going to call it, the void, where everything's flat, and it's this, you know, this other dimension that doesn't make sense, and it's very abstract and uh, experimental. So uh, it's 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 what makes this episode stand out. Besides, the, there's actually time travel in SpongeBob. Um, but, um, cause this also, this whole episode could be a dream, but it's played off like it's not, but we decided that the, uh, the white void is our favorite, um, sequence and we're not going to do quotes or moments. Yeah. It's, it's too difficult cause there's so many, so many great different quotes and moments in the show, in this episode, but just that whole sequence is just such an amazing, you there's know, there's no concept. way you can forget it. Yeah. It's something that even when someone who hasn't watched SpongeBob since they were a kid, if they just saw a single frame of that scene, they would immediately remember it. Because yeah. it's not something you forget. Alright, and next we're going to get on to ARG. So the episode starts off with um, Mr. Krabs looking through a telescope, and he's like, where could they be? He's, they should have been here an hours ago. Not a customer in sight. If I don't make any money today, I'll surely break out in a rash. <laughs> I like that. And we uh, we hear uh, SpongeBob in the background here. Yippee, I'm rich. Look, Patrick, doubloons. And Mr. Krabs just starts running full speed. Swan dive. Yeah, he goes, wait, I saw them first. And he jumps onto the table and we see SpongeBob and Patrick playing like a board game at a table, and Mr. Krabs just dive-bombs into it. <laughs> Boy, Mr. Krabs, you sure are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what's this? Where are the balloons? There's no real doubloons. It's a game. The Flying Dutchman's Treasure Hunt, based on a real treasure map. And, and they're, so um, they're, they, they, they convince Mr. Krabs to take a break and play with him because he's like, 
Did you clean the tables? Did you clean underneath the tables? He's like, yeah. And they're chewing gum. (laughs) They cleaned underneath the tables by chewing all the gum. Um, And so he's like, all right, lads. And And Patrick's like, yeah, come on, sweaty. (laughs) And and, uh, so Patrick rolls and he gets a a card. um, And it says, one of your shitmates has been a bad pirate. Send her to the brig. He goes, hmm. And SpongeBob keeps like SpongeBob do- keeps uh, cutting his eyes over his eyes at, at Mr. Krabs. And, he, and he's like, it's off to jail for you, Mr. Krabs. He's like, Patrick, you're fired. But I don't work here. Would you like a job starting now? Boy, would I. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and SpongeBob rolls and he uh, counts his pieces. He goes, look through the deacon's goose through the fork in the old tree and head that way. And, and there's, he, there's like a little game board piece that's like a little tree with a with a V, like like you can look through the trees. Yeah, and he, he looks through it and goes, I see Mr. Crab Zipper is undone. <laughs> uh, and then he um, uh, says, it's your turn again, Mr. Krabs. And he rolls and reads it. Uh, SpongeBob reads it and he says, you are a real pirate. Go straight to the X that marks the spot. You get to dig for treasure. And Mr. Krabs... Treasure? <laughs> he just starts digging through like a little like... Fake what would you say piece? this game is based off? Well, of? it's kind of a mix of I would say, uh, first off, Monopoly, and also Sorry, but then also probably and all kind of reminds me of Jumanji, just the way the board is laid out. Yeah, but with like the centered thing in the well, Jumanji thing. would have been known by now. That came out ninety six. Well, I don't think I don't think it was meant to be like Jumanji. You know what I'm saying, saying but the board is like laid out right. Like but it. it could have been a little bit inspired. There's right. probably there's, there's probably an actual like kind of treasure game that this was based right. off of that we yeah, were very it, aware of. To what you there's said. a lot of lot of board games that came out in the 90s, but uh, he yeah, he starts uh, digging up the little this little uh, sand pit in the middle of the board and pulls out this little um, really tiny treasure and Spud goes, "Hey, Mr. Crab, you're getting all sweaty again." <laughs> and, then, and then Fred, who's the my leg guy. He well, he kicks down the doors. He says, "Rev up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for." And then Mr. Krabs picks him up, <laughs> like he's gonna uh, like suplex like, him, like yeah, like Bane does Batman, <laughs> and he throws him out. Yeah, and we hear him going, "My leg, my leg!" And he goes, help. "And Mr. Krabs, can't you see we're closed?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's established that Mr. Immediately, Mr. Krabs cares more about this game than money. <laughs> yeah, because so, Fred was going to buy some. Yeah, so yeah, then they start playing over and over and over. We get this montage of like them playing the night games. Cycle. Yeah, games over and over again uh, until it's uh, night. Closing time. Yeah. yeah, he says, "I think we better call it a night, Mr. Krabs. Really gotta get some sleep. You can't walk away on me now." SpongeBob apologizes and he and he carries Patrick home <laughs> and. Uh, a little, a little later, um, he 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 goes, he goes, he walks into his house after he's dropped Patrick off, and turns on the lights. And Mr. Krabs has been sitting in his house waiting for him to come home. <laughs> he's got the game board all set up with a little card table. He's like, "Come on, SpongeBob, one more game. I can smell the treasure." He's like, "Mr. Krabs, it's late. Go to bed." And and he, he kicks him like, "Good night, Mr. Krabs." And then. Knock, 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 knock. And it, the wind is right. No, the wind is perfect. The tide is right. Let's hunt for treasure. Mr. Krabs, you got to go home. And so it, it basically, it, it's it's kind of like the um, the one we just did, SB129, where the door, the door Yeah, yeah he keeps, but he keeps, uh, they keep going back and forth. Spongebob keeps just trying to tell him, 
Mr. Krabs like eventually let me eventually it escalates to Spongebob yeah. completely losing yeah, it. His head gets huge. <laughs> Mr. Krabs, I wanna go to bed. And and Mr. Krabs is like, just shocked. He's completely taken back. He probably <laughs> never heard SpongeBob raise his voice before. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Krabs, but it's just a game, you know. He's like, A game. Right, you're right, lad. And so he, he leads and uh, next morning, uh, we see SpongeBob getting woken up, and he hears Mr. Krabs yelling outside, "A vast pineapple hole!" And SpongeBob's completely fed <laughs> up, and we see like this, just completely like disgusted face. Yeah, this is where you get that meme of like him like in, in the bed. bed and he's like, what? <laughs> he goes, oh, "Go home already, Mr. Krabs. I'm done playing that game." And he sticks his head out the window, and we see Mr. Krabs on a tiny pirate ship, like mm-hmm. on the road. He goes. That's Captain Krabs to you, and this is no game. We're going to be pirates. And SpongeBob mood completely changes. He goes, pirates? How would you like to go on a real treasure hunt? And then... Uh, With a real treasure map. And, yeah, then uh, SpongeBob is on the ground at this point, and then Patrick just appears from behind SpongeBob's house, and they go, treasure? We're <laughs> going to be pirates. He says, ah, stop that skipping. Pirates don't skip. And he throws them like a prop bag. Yeah. And he said, put on those pirate garbs. I won't be embarrassed so, to see you. So, of course, you. SpongeBob puts on both peg legs. And Patrick <laughs> puts on both eye patches. He says, look, I'm Peggy the Pirate. And he falls face first. Look, I'm Blindbeard the Pirate. And he face plants. <laughs> yeah. And so then we cut to them actually sailing around, which is just them kind of floating a few feet above ground. And, uh, and uh, SpongeBob is the the lookout guy who is in the crow's nest, and Patrick is, has the helm. Yeah, he says, keep a sharp lookout. According to the map, we're close to the first man mark. Really? Can I see the map? Uh, no, only Captain can see the map. Okie dokie, then. Arg. A pirate doesn't say, okie dokie, then. <laughs> a pirate says, arg. Uh, okay, oops. I mean, um, arg, Captain Krabs. And then, <laughs> Captain, we're about to uh hit, uh, I mean, arg, Cap. Arg, Arg we're about to hit Arg to see Arg and out with it, lad. Arg, I think Arg. He's trying to say Arg. Crash, land. <laughs> they slam into like a cliff. <laughs> it's it's very similar to the later one where they're on the Flying Dutchman ship and he's like moving behind the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, he says. Arg. Only for now, the captain can say, Arg. <laughs> Status report, Mr. Squarepants. The whole ship is underwater, Captain. <laughs> that is such a low-hanging fruit. But it, they used it so well. Yeah. Like, like Arg. We're marooned. Our treasure don't have to kid you on foot. And so they go up to this seaweed. And it has, it's like a, a kind of like just a big plant with three leaves on it. And he said, this is it, boys, from the seaweed with two leaves on it, 10,000 paces east. Spongebob said, but Mr. Crab, that seaweed has, Mr. Crab just pulls off the third leaf. <laughs> Spongebob goes, which way, Captain? Inside Patrick, which way is east? Oh, let me see. And he pulls out a compass and he goes, that way, Captain. <laughs> which is the it's, wrong way. <laughs> so we cut, we cut to them at 10,000 paces. And he goes, where's the X? Supposed to be right here, 10,000 paces east. Oh, east? I thought you said west. West? What kind of compass are you reading, lad? <laughs> this one, sir. That's west, Patrick. You're fired again. <laughs> so now they have to walk 20,000 paces. The other direction. Yeah. So they get to 
9500 and they go Mr. Krabs we're tired and hungry they're like crawling <laughs> and Mr. Krabs is like angry at him oh so this is my crew you get a little tired and a wee bit hungry and you want to shove off for home this sickens me and he's like <laughs> and like this um side this like sad music starts it's playing a, a pirate doesn't it's not judged by the notches in his compass but by the sides of his booty a pirate is judged by the loyalty and his crew. And we had a loyal crew. And then SpongeBob starts crying. What am I a captain of? Just a bunch of sand. <laughs> Don't cry, Captain Krabs. I'm, I'm wondering, is this like, <laughs> is that speech? I've not read the book, but I'm familiar with it. Like, Mutiny on the Bounty. I don't know. They, 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 the people, because it's a true story. Captain Cook had like a mutiny. I think that's for, or it's from maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think it's from Moby Dick. No, I don't think so. Oh. But, um, yeah, so they both start crying and go, we'll stay with you. And, um, yeah, we'll be the most loyal pirate crew ever. And um, so it goes to them. Um, they have set up a tent. I don't know where that came from. No. But it's Mr. Crab's tent. It's like a huge tent. <laughs> and they're just sleeping on the ground outside. I'm I'm so loyal. I don't even mind sleeping on the cold, hard ground while Captain Captain Crab sleeps in his warm, dry tent. I'm so loyal. I haven't bathed in weeks. But we only been out for a few hours. I know. And Spongebob just shuffles away. Spongebob shuffles away. I'm so loyal. I don't want to sleep till we find the treasure. Let's go see if the captain will go now. Captain Crab. And they walk into his tent and go, he's not here. Look, the treasure map. And Patrick walks up, and Spongebob goes, only the captain can look at the map. And Patrick goes, oh, yeah. And he walks up, and he starts, <laughs> he starts poking, poking the map. He goes, Patrick, what are you doing? Nothing. Patrick, not supposed to look at the map. I'm not looking. I'm touching. <laughs> there's no rule against that, is there? No, so, I guess there isn't. They go, bung, 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 bung. And then, of course, it unrolls. Yeah. They go, oops, it opened by itself. And then their eyes, their eyes go like, into, like, spotlight mode. And they, like, they just shove onto the paper and start scanning the map, the map, the map. And then their eyes pop back into their heads, like, but they're super shrunk. And they go, SpongeBob? Yeah? Did you notice something familiar about this map? <laughs> you mean that it's our game board taped to a piece of paper? <laughs> <laughs> is there a problem? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Krabs comes up behind them. And they start screaming, No, Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs, we're so sorry. Sneaking Pete sent me treasure map. We're sorry. That's mutiny on my ship. So you you think old Captain Krabs has gone crazy, do we? Not at all, Captain Krabs. We don't think that at all. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw you overboard for saying. And then they end up walking and they look down. Because they think Mr. Krabs is about to beat him. <laughs> and the, the big, a big, a big red X is on the ground, and he's like, "Look, the X, X marks the spot." And well, like, I guess the game really is based on a real treasure map. Well, what are you waiting for, lads? Dig, 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 dig. And they just start shoving away handfuls of sand with it by themselves, and, and they they find it, and they and they uh they throw it up, and um yeah, and they both yeah and they all get it up, and then these. These angelic voices go, the Dutchman's treasure. <laughs> and it's like all of this gold. Real gold. Yeah. yeah. And they go, wow. And so SpongeBob and Patrick go, what are you going to do with your share? I don't know. What are you going to do with your share? And Mr. Krabs' like, eyes get like really beady. And he goes, <laughs> what shares? You're not getting any of my treasure. And so then they start. We found it together. So we deserve a share. Well, I'm the captain. 
and I say it's mine. So they keep they keep going they keep back and forth, going for all, all for one. one, one for all. all and they keep going one. back and forth, and the camera pans up, and we see the Flying Dutchman ship hanging above Which them. They didn't notice. Yeah, and the Dutchman is sleeping. He goes, "Who dares awake the Flying Dutchman?" And he just sticks his head out the window and sees them fighting over it. So then he flies down and goes, "Who dug up the Dutchman's treasure?" And Mr. Krabs thinks he's about to smite them. So <laughs> he shoves it over on SpongeBob and Patch goes, they did. <laughs> so he goes, so you two scallywags dug up me treasure. Uh-huh. Well, you saved me a lot of digging, you did. So here's the an award for two of you. And he gives both of them a gold doubloon. This part I don't understand. Didn't he bury it? I, I guess he buried it and then didn't care to even dig it back up, but still wanted it. I don't know. It's taking me a lot of digging. Like, what do you mean? You put it there. But, uh, yeah, he gives them, he gives them, uh, gives both of them their own two gold doubloons. And you hear those angelic voices again go, two gold doubloons. But uh, Mr. Krabs goes, wait, I'm the captain. Where's my reward? And he goes, hmm, well, I guess you're right. Here's a little something for you. And he flings it to him, and he just, like, flicks it over to him. He goes, go, 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 go. And he catches it, and it's just a little plastic treasure chest. Like from the game. Yeah, and we hear the singers again go, plastic. <laughs> and he goes, what? It's just a little plastic treasure chest. Aye, but it's based on a real treasure chest. And then he, then, he starts laughing and flies away. And he, like, starts laughing, and he goes back into, like, his little swirl portal thing where he disappears. Yeah. And Patrick goes, gee, Mr. Krabs, you're looking all sweaty again. <laughs> and, the, and the episode just ends that way. <laughs> and I, or I guess maybe that was his treasure when he was um, alive, and now he's he's guarding it as a ghost. Well, it doesn't make any sense though because he was sitting right over it, and right. he knew it's it was also buried underwater. He he knows where it is. He just doesn't want to dig it up. <laughs> it makes no sense. And also, did the Flying Dutchman? Did he market his own board game? Yeah, is his, his own board game. Because he has the game piece. Yeah. yeah, and he gives it to him. He knows the board game exists. <laughs> so everyone apparently knows it's a real map, just no one's followed it. Well, this has based on so Most people are like, this isn't real. Mr. is <laughs> like, this is a real map. But yeah, it's a great episode. Um, mostly because of the like the one-liners. Like The one-liners in this one are pretty good. Like Where he's, he's like, so you think Captain Crash has gone crazy, do you? I don't think that. I thought that. <laughs> and, uh, or, uh, and it, I'm so loyal, I haven't bathed in weeks. <laughs> only out for a few hours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's really, I mean, it became like a staple. Like, e, like uh, oh, East? I thought you said <laughs> Um It's just one of those very, you know, kind of random uh variety episodes that you know it just well, it, it it starts off like oh they're they're showing cat they're showing mr crabs a board game and then it ends up becoming this insane treasure hunt where he <laughs> somehow gets where's he get this little pirate ship yeah he just, like unless that was his car that he turned into a pirate ship i don't know but he, he just shows up with a pirate ship the next day and you don't expect the Flying Dutchman to show up. Yeah, because it's just them finding over the treasure and it pans up and he's just there. <laughs> Which, it's 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 funny because when he first hears them arguing, he just sticks his head out the window and just tries to say, keep it down, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and sees them, sees that they dug up his, his treasure though. But um, that's, that's about it for um, talking about the episode. It's, 
it's a really good and interesting episode, but as far as themes unique to it, it's not it's not very unique, especially compared to uh, like something like SB129. Uh, with this one, there's not some kind of over uh, overall theme that we could, you know, talk about for a while. It's just a very, you know, one-off uh, episode about Mr. Krabs being kind of almost the main character um, in this episode. Yeah, no, he is the main character, I would say. And it's also unique because Squidward's not in it. Yeah, it's it's one of the few episodes that's good, but it's also not Squidward as the main character, nor SpongeBob. It is Mr. Krabs, which is not a, a very uh, common thing, especially in the first three seasons. Uh, so go ahead and do our favorite uh, quotes and moments. Uh, mine's probably going to be, as far as the favorite moment, I'm going to have to go with Fred when he walks into the Krusty Krab. <laughs> he goes, he just bursts through the doors, rev up those fryers, because I'm sure hungry for one, and then help, help my leg. Can't you see we're closed? It's uh, it's just a, a fantastic and iconic scene. But as far as my favorite uh, quote, it's probably going to be when they're sleeping on the ground, and Patrick goes, I haven't bathed in weeks. <laughs> I'm going to do my favorite moment is uh, where uh, Spongebob and Patrick can't stop saying arg in between their their sentences. And arg, I think he's arg trying to say arg. And then the ship crashes, land. <laughs> and and then um, right after that, my favorite quote is, uh, the whole ship is underwater, Captain. <laughs> that is such a, it's an easy joke, but it's so fun. So that about wraps it up for... Uh, Bikini Bottom Live Season 1 Extravaganza Part 1. So that means there will also be more parts. We're going to do a Part 2 and a Part 3. Part 1 will have three episodes, Part 2 will have three, and Part 3 will have three. Um, So once we get those done, Season 1 will be over. I know we didn't do every episode, but we wanted to go ahead and get into Season 2 for this year. And we're we're planning on doing uh, Band Geeks to have like an hour special and all kinds of stuff. Because season one and season three have episodes that we like more. I mean, all of them are good in the first three seasons. But we wanted to go ahead and get started on season two and get season one out of the way. Because if we were to keep going, we would spend almost, you know, two or maybe three years just on season one. And we don't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to finish up season one soon. Um, I know we took a, a long break after Halloween, but we're going to come back in 2020 strong. Um, so be on the lookout for, uh, part two and part three after this one. Um, and from all of us here, I'm Landon. And I'm McKinley. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.